What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. It is fightful. It, it is. is January 21st. It is now not only members only mode in our chat. I messed that up. I, I, met, I put it as members only instead of subscribers only. I fixed it. There you go, guys. I did it. I'm a miracle worker. Whenever you do that, though, we get new members. So I feel I, like I know. I know. And I just I just want to say thank you, Valab. Thank you, Sean Blanford. And thank you, Evangelina Gray. Um, thank you, Raslin Riggle. Uh, Luis, <laughs> our uh, moderator. If those people who just joined as a result of this have a super chat they want to send, please add that to the document. That way they can get their question or statement read on the air. Because uh, that was an, an error, obviously. But, guys, go to humperchats.com. Get your question or statement read on the air. You can also donate a super chat below. That's a great way to support us. And we got fightfulselect.com. I'll tell you more about that later. This show brought to you by nordvpn.com slash fightful. Or you can use the code fightful. Again, I'll tell you a lot about that. Not only tonight. A lot of nights. Nord has made a very nice investment in Fightful, and I would really appreciate it if you guys would go support them. Uh, quite frankly, if you want to watch the uh, UFC fight this weekend a little cheaper, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. We'll have ways to do that. Uh, and Sean, thank you very much for your $2. Sean Leave a well thumbs up on this video. We've got Kate Hensler here. Kate, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm gonna have to start calling you Kate Heckler. Kate Hexler. I I'm okay. Kate with the Hecker. Um, Heckin Hensler. Heckin Kate Heckin. Wrestling. There, you, there you go. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But I am doing well. It, it is. You, you can be great. Hunter Hearst Hensler. Kate it's, is going to be Hunter Hearst Hensler. Well, you know, it is all about the game and how you play it. it so is. that's the game we're going to play. I am in. I miss his version of NXT, so I have no problem with that. Yeah. But well, I'm, guys, but I'm very cold. It's we're pretty cold. good at that, that exclusive wrestling news game. Uh, this week alone, we broke news. I'm talking like just since Sunday. We broke news of Mustafa Ali and Vince McMahon getting in a big argument. That led to him being off TV. Mustafa, not Vince. We broke news that Cody Rhodes is working without a contract in AEW. We broke news on Jonathan Gresham's impact contract status. Uh, beyond that, had info on Joey Janela's contract status in uh, AEW. Uh, we broke the news that Aralucha is coming back as a cartoon. Uh, there's a big internal push to sign Roxy. ROH, uh, former women's champion. We had details on some recent MLW departures. We broke the news that Jeff Jarrett was going to be on SmackDown tonight. And um, how about this? I'm going to have some Royal Rumble news pretty well nonstop throughout the week. If you subscribe to Fightful Select, on Saturday you will have access to Inside the Royal Rumble 2, uh, my 9,000-plus word feature, over one hour of audio, uh, two days earlier than everybody else will. You'll get notes to that, all that good stuff. Uh, check it out, FightfulSelect.com, and I'm going to have some Royal Rumble news this weekend. And then I'm going to have even more Royal Rumble news Monday, Tuesday, and then next week I'll be there by God. But get your Super Chats in. Get your Humper Chats in. Milf and Cookies says, Who day, baby? So 
Hunter Hurst Hensler, I <laughs> contemplated going to the Bengals game tomorrow, and I said, no, you know what? Can't do it. Another 300 bucks. Can't do it. And then I realized SmackDown was in Nashville tonight, and I could have I could have legitimately made it a business expense. You could have, and are your is your new like GOI kick steel for like clown shoes because that's what you're wearing right now for not having thought of that. I'm gonna mute Hunter Hearst Hensler there. I still don't have my my shoes, but check out check out the people at GOI Kicks, Glaciers of Ice Kicks. They have some great uh, Bengals shoes they're they're giving me pretty soon. I'm very excited about that. Nerd Guru says hashtag Free Ali. Guess they fixed those budget cuts, huh? So the line I was given, uh, Hecker Hurst Hensler, was when Tony Storm was released. I was told, will it be hard for us to justify not releasing her because of all of the the budget cuts? And I was told that here too, but then they didn't. I was told there wasn't much contact until like Thursday morning. And then they were just, they just, I guess they told him, hey, by the way, no. See, what that looks like to me, other than cruel, is that you recognize that he's of great value because you don't want him to go anywhere else. Not to interrupt. That was a term that was used a lot in, in that, I was told. Gotcha. Okay. So value. Yes. So he is of great value and I won't hear otherwise. Um, they clearly thought so at some point he was getting a huge push until uh, he got injured and Kofi took his spot and that led to Kofi mania. And he was also getting a huge push with retribution and he was <clears throat> over like Rover, even with that terrible, terrible angle. So I think they know he's a value. I think they don't want him going anywhere else, but because he picked a fight with the boss in their eyes, uh, they don't want him on TV. So they're just going to waste him in catering for now, which is an absolute shame and a sham, Sean. That is alliteration for you. Oh, boy. Joey Bag of Donuts says, Hunter Hearst Hensler is all about the bangs. It's true. It well, was guys, so weird starting Rampage without him tonight because he was on Dynamite last week. I was like, oh, this is the Adam spot. <laughs> this is his spot. Well, guys, uh, this weekend, uh, before we get into AEW Rampage, we got a bunch of stuff for you. UFC, watch along, and Ganu, gay, and that's going to be a huge fight. But then G- GCW, uh, Sunday night, we're going to have a post show. I'm going to try to hop in on it. I know Steven Jensen's going to be on it. Uh, it's going to be a good time, a big show, and we wanted to give it the, the respect it deserves. I, I spoke to Brett Lauderdale today for a magazine article. Uh, I dropped an interview with Joey Janela today, which I actually filmed in September, but it was all talk about GCW, and I was just able to save the footage, which is is fantastic because uh, I interviewed Matt Cardona, which dropped this week as well. We talked a lot about GCW and Hammerstein. And Jeremy Lambert for the new Fightful Overbook channel interviewed Orange Crush. We went GCW heavy this week. And then next week we got inside the Rumble. Let's get in to these Humper Chat Super Chats. WWE Mark says Rampage blew SmackDown out of the water tonight. Bugs Bunny says Rampage opened up a can of whoop ass on SmackDown. <laughs> I feel like I didn't mind SmackDown as much because I started to watch it like 40 minutes into the show. Oh, I hated it. And uh, <laughs> because... Between the time I posted the plans for SmackDown and it started, which was about five minutes, I was told, 
haha. Oh, by the way, now that you've posted these, Biggie and Kevin Owens are here. So I was like, well, that that could be fun. That could be fun. Emily Cease for the ruckus says in New York with the besties, Allie and Griffin for GCW, saw Phantom of the Opera, a New York rat, and Rampage all in three hours. A good rampage. Brett Lauderdale today said, Sean, why aren't you coming? And I, I really wanted to. I really did want to. And he said, man, I saved you a seat right next to Bix. And I said, well, now you're really making me regret it. Of course. Thank you for going to Phantom and still joining us. That is what being for the ruckus is all about. Evangelina said MJF versus CM Punk is good, but MJF versus Kate will be legendary. I was trying to feed you lines on that one, too. I was trying to ghostwrite Kate's promos, but she's like, no, give me bullet points, pal. I don't read (laughs) from a script. I don't read from a script. It just feels more organic when I'm swiping at him and his cat myself. Because let's face it, that cat has nothing on Larry. It doesn't have anything on Oliver. I disagree. Well, nothing on Oliver for sure. But Shauna Walensky says, does this mean that Hunter Hearst Hensley, Hunter Hearst Hensler, she said Hensley, I say Hensler. (laughs) <laughs> and it said uh, it says is that does that mean that she is cm punk's bff sorry i had to decipher that a little bit i am um you know it's it's a new promotion now it's like 2.0 so we don't have to carry the past baggage and you know what i mean <laughs> nerd guru wraps us up with the general humper chats humperchats.com says rampage was solid tonight i need mox and brian in my life expected a debut anna made jade look really good though smackdown was a waste of two hours so if you saw the AEW dynamite show might have saw me get a little snippy with robert because he said oh there's got to be surprises and i said no no don't say that we're not reporting that because i had not heard anything about any surprises there weren't any surprises i'm kind of confused as to why they did the show live tonight kate Maybe they had to get some dark or elevation in the can or something like that. But going live two nights later in the same city was a little confusing to me. That was a little bit weird to me, too. I didn't know if maybe I think everybody has different curfews with protocol as well. So um, I thought maybe it was that. But I was also expecting something a little bit more major, maybe a debut of some sort. But it seems like if they're going to debut Gargano, if he is signed, that that would be something that would happen in Cleveland at Beach Bash. So I didn't really know what was going on with that either, but it was a really, really great Rampage episode. Maybe they felt like Mox coming back should have his own night or something. Uh, But if I'm a live crowd, even though I didn't get a surprise, I'm really happy with tonight's show. Well, I'm really happy with this opening match. I think that... Ethan Page was the right person for Moxley to be in the ring with after three months off. I like that they protected Ethan Page in a sense. To me, not tapping out but passing out protects somebody a whole lot more than a distraction or a DQ or a no contest or something like that. It is a finish. Uh, I would have taken a count out. I would have taken anything. But him passing out works a lot, uh, works really well. I got to say it is ironic that He's hanging out with Dan Lambert and can't defend a choke. That's funny to me. That is very funny to me. Uh, Tom LaValle said, absolutely loved Ethan selling after the choke out. Same thing happened to my buddy in a BJJ tournament. And he was all, what do you mean I lost? So story time. Uh, A lot of times when people start taking jujitsu, catch wrestling, MMA class, it is very common for them to want to know what it feels like to be choked out. That way they kind of test their limit. They'll know what their limit is. They'll know how long they can last. And uh, my main training partner, the first time that it happened to him, 
He's like, okay, I want to see what it's like. And uh, our trainer put him out and he woke up and he said, I'm flying through space. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, buddy, you were for a couple of seconds, but this match was really good. Moxley looks lean. He, He was aggressive. Uh, he took all of Ethan Page's offense, including a power slam off the second rope. I thought that this went as well as possible, Kate. There was a lot to like about this. There were a few things I liked on commentary, including Jericho pointing out the difference between being in shape and being in ring shape. Yeah. I just really liked that because everyone's talking about how great Mox looks, and he does. But to buy into the match a little bit more, especially with a more predictable outcome, I just really appreciated that little bit. Um Mox's German suplexes always look so great to me. I loved seeing a couple of those in this story. Loved, loved, loved the brain buster spot from Ethan Page. Like, absolute textbook brain buster in there. And then the finish, I thought, was great. That whole avalanche spot was really well done because I kind of felt like it about how you feel about pile drivers, where it's like, Mm. that should kind of finish it. But the sell here was so, so well done. And that bulldog looked locked in really, really tight. And I loved the way that page sold the the pass out like it wasn't like a gradual pass out he was just like done like that and i really really liked it so a lot to like in this match very psychologically sound uh very different than a lot of stuff if you're not into the flippy do bullshit which i am i like a lot of different styles of wrestling but this was more of like a hard-hitting way to start rampage really fun really psychologically sound and Ethan Page, I think, because he's been kind of caught up in a few angles here, doesn't really get enough credit for what a psychologically sound worker he is. Like, everything is done with so much care. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Like, I, I so really, good. really appreciate that about him. Brent Lockman says, as someone who's been watching, watching Ethan Page for so long here in Ontario, seeing him tonight and have that mu- that match with Mox was so awesome. Seemed like a perfect return match. I really like the mention of uh, Moxley finding his style with his new weight and body as well. Like, a- as mentioned, that was important. But, oh boy. Uh, as much as I love sitting here and praising Ethan Page, and I'll do it plenty, 
John Moxley's walking to the back, and there's Brian Danielson. So, you know, when he's not around for a couple weeks, I fear the worst. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm asking people. One week off, I'm like, is he cleared? Is he okay? Is he okay? (laughs) I'm burning some of my contacts. Like, I I don't want to bug these people all the time. And I'm like, is he all right? Well, there he is standing in the aisle way. Ooh, I can't wait. So uh, for those of you, and you know, a lot of people are, are brand new to wrestling. This wouldn't be their first one-on-one match, but boy, it's been a long time. It's yeah. been since 2013 since it happened on TV. They had a couple of really good matches on Raw as Dean Ambrose and Daniel Bryan, but um, it's it's been since 2013. They had a series of matches on Raw. They had a couple more. Uh, they had a few on the indies, but been a long time and i'm ready for it kate this is a big one i love this and this is part of why i'm such a tournament mark for things when they're done properly in my opinion you have these storylines that come out of them that don't necessarily have to do with the title picture that in this case you can go back to because somebody bumps someone out of the tournament because of their absence right so Mox has every right to come back and say, you took my world title shot and now I have a bone to pick with you on my way to chase back up to the title. I don't know if we'll get there because we're talking two faces in that situation, but just such a natural story that's there. And I love the way this got set up. It wasn't a backstage promo. It wasn't in the ring. It wasn't a gang wars thing. All Danielson did. And this might be my favorite version of Danielson. Gosh, maybe ever, but definitely like, I really loved the planet's champion and all the ROH stuff, but I'm, I'm digging this. And for him to just come out kind of like basically gesture to him, make a little face there in his white t-shirt, like because he's legitimately the best in the world to be doing this. And in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, I think definitely in everyone's top five, um, him coming out with just like this, the smug little look on his face, not even really saying anything is great. And it's also feels organic and, a way to set up a match that we haven't really seen before. I love it when they assume that the audience is smart. I can auto-complete what's going on here. They have enough history, right? So just really, really loved that. And it caught me off guard, genuinely. I think that a true mark of one person being at maybe the best of all time is how well that Brian Danielson in WWE played an underdog perpetually. And he did it amazingly and was booked really well at it as well. Then he comes to AEW and plays baddest motherfucker in the world as a babyface or a heel. And he does it perfectly. And again, if, if a situation comes up in a month where he needs to play an underdog, he'll do that really well as well. He's so good. Chris Rain says, Mox versus Danielson. It's happening. Mark Losper says, uh moxley danielson all the yes please in the whole damn world did they ever feud in that other garbage promotion uh i mean the shield and brian danielson were were heavily involved i mean i would actually encourage you guys 2013 had a lot of really good wrestling on raw i know a lot of people had checked out by then but we're talking like the shield was in full force you had the usos putting on good matches the wyatts were there uh, CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson. And then like even Alberto Del Rio before he turned mm-hmm. into a trash fire was having like killer matches there. Uh, that, that was a really good era, especially a lot of the stuff they were involved in had some good raw matches. Brent Lockman says, love that Danielson was just waiting for Mox. No interruption, no attack, just waiting as he comes through the crowd with that smile. That's all it took, Kate. That's all I needed. 
It is. I love it. Again, they assume we're smart enough to fill in the gaps. Part of that is, I think it's, despite having children that are fans of this, it is geared toward a more adult crowd. So you can do that, especially at, you know, 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. You can assume it's mostly adults who are going to put two and two together that are watching. But I just love it. And it's not a way that we've seen things get set up in AEW. And I think we were getting, I at least was like, we're getting a little bit stale on the way we set things up a little bit. Um, so to see that was just so refreshing. And for some reason, I just assumed, I think, cause I saw Danielson tweet about Sammy Guevara's penmanship the other day. I was like, oh, he's going to go after that TNT title and he still might soon enough, but that's got to get settled with Cody first. So this is what's happening in between my word injected into my veins. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think Sammy's winning that match, but nerd guru says, hopefully <laughs> triple Hensler won't be turned into bangs 2.0. This is a very reasonably colored shirt, so I think we're safe for now, at least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we get a lot of uh, it's all about the bangs super chats, including one from Shot Kid 29 but we got Jurassic Express shooting on the ass, boys. I didn't like this at all. I didn't. I thought the delivery was real rough here. Um, I mean, it was it was a basic promo to set up their match, but to me, like Jungle Boy's delivery, I, th I think it'll get there. I think it will get there, uh, but I don't think it's there yet. I don't think it's there yet either. And to be quite honest, I just have absolutely no interest in this feud. So it's there was nothing about this that was really for me at all. Um, not well delivered, not excited about the ass boys, unless it brings Dan Housen into this company, in which case it'll be like my favorite story oh, of the year. <laughs> wait until I tell you off the air the project with dan housen that that i got agreed upon my gosh agreed upon are you doing uh, a and w work are you eating french fries at an a and w joel says he called him an old salty bitch he did it was not good uh mercedes martinez thunder rosa package this is simple it's two badass people that i want to see beat each other up cool cool uh, we also got Trent Beretta versus Nick Jackson. The match was, uh, Rob Reed said, apples. <laughs> but uh, Trent Beretta against against Nick Jackson really enjoyed this match. Enjoyed that Trent got the win. Um, they, they had to adjust here. Uh, but I thought that this was, was good that Trent got the win because, I mean, the Young Bucks, I don't want to say the best friends have been overpowered. But I mean, I it's hard for me to have like really put a lot into them as a group right now. Uh, so I think Trent needed this win. I'm still ready for this goddamn feud to end and have been for a while. Uh, but this was excellent work. Nick Jackson is going to compete for the AEW world title one day and the match is going to be killer. It's going to be so good. Uh, how'd you feel about this one? I loved this match. I really appreciate how much Trent lays his shit in since he has yeah. come back. My goodness, some of those forearms were nasty when he was laying them in. Nick Jackson is so good. Like, I've loved every singles match that he's had in AEW. I think it's great that Trent went over because, A, I think it did catch a lot of people off guard, and B... It doesn't matter if he loses a singles match that much because right now he's in a tag team. He's in the tag division. So why not? That's kind of a benign way to put Trent over and not have it really affect anybody. They're so good at protected losses. This was a great example of a clean finish. 
that wasn't like a super protected loss, but still doesn't really hurt anybody. So I just thought this match was incredible. I thought their ring styles were such a good clash because that goes one way or the other. Two people that know each other that well that are professional wrestlers as they are like watching Nick Jackson just land a backflip off the apron and Trent laying in forearms the way he did was really, really exciting for me. I thought this match was gangbusters. Tremaine says, since Kate is more excited about Danhausen, are we as fans more interested in Twitter feuds than TV ones? Just asking. Well, when they're booked like shit, yeah, usually. <laughs> I just don't, I don't need Billy Gunn on my TV or his, or his ass boys. Uh, in, in 2022 with the caliber of talent they have there. I, I would much rather see Ricky Starks, Wheeler Yuta, other Bear Country, the acclaimed. Like that's that's more for me than what they've done here. But Dan Housen got them over. So they had to strike while the iron was hot. I don't think it's more Twitter. I think I just love Dan Housen. <laughs> that's understandable. Uh, Mark Losper says Thunder Roast is a hell of a promo, especially great considering English is her second language. Man, I could go on all day about Thunder Rosa. I mean, became a citizen in one of the most contentious times for a Mexican woman to become a citizen politically, socially, uh, was on TV immediately and could have just never worked to improve, recognized she needed to improve, went to Japan, came back when she got good. She wanted to make other people good. Man, she is, she is doing things right, uh, really, really right. She Brent also, Lockman. like, her life before wrestling was so interesting. And when I met her, I cried because I listened to her on Talk is Jericho. Just really, really inspiring. If you want to go learn about her, go listen to that episode because it, it did something to me. I was very emotional. But she's she's awesome, and I cannot wait for that feud. That's going to be great. Brent Lockman says, uh, find yourself a friend who would give you a good luck boop. And uh, despite Mark says, despite the plaudits, the young bucks are still vastly underrated. People need to start seeing them as they are, as opposed to the character that Cornette makes them to be. They're amazing together and individually. I never like to explain the young bucks because I think that undermines what they do. But for so long, what what they have done is they take the most mildest criticism and the loudest criticisms. And then they apply it to their characters and then they turn it up a whole lot. They're like, oh, you all don't like this about us? Well, we're going to do more of that and we're going to do it like really loud as well. And uh, I love that. I find that very entertaining. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I just, I love it so much too. And it's hard for me to understand why. Well, it's not hard for me to understand. People are set out to hate things. But if you look at their matches in, in AEW, what they did against Kingston and Mox, what they did against Omega and Paige, like just, just incredible, incredible stuff. And that doesn't even run back the million matches they had with Lucha Bros, which never got old. So um, I think that's more people hating for the sake of hating than it is their actual criticism or of their of their wrestling or their characters. Like, I think it's silly. JW Pringle says, Kate, do your parents watch the <laughs> Skate podcast too? If so, hi, Kate's mom and dad. Mental health moment. If you think you need help, please seek it out. It's hard out there in the real world, but we, we need you here with us. I like that he waited. It, like It's like he was telling your parents. Like If you are sitting through these shows, you <laughs> might need some help. Uh, but yes, check out uh, NAMI Communicate on Twitter. It has a lot of great resources. Do they watch the show? Do they, do they want to take in my star power? 
They do, and they adore you. They just don't watch it in real time. They watch it live. Handle. Well, Sean, you're always seducing people's mothers all the that's time. True, Maybe we're trying to like keep my parents' marriage intact, if that's okay with you. They're both Fat at a Broadway chance. Both at a Broadway show tonight, J.W. Pringle. But thank you for always being so much fun. I'm just saying. I've done a lot of Broadways with a lot of moms in my day. Wow. Daniel Rothenberg. Speaking of. I was. I can't. I can't. I can't. (laughs) I can't. I can't sit here and say with a straight face, Kate Hensler. If you want to go Broadway in the bedroom, use bluechew.com. I can't do it. Sean, it would be it would be I, irresponsible, Kate, if I said, if you want to go all night, if you want a main event performance in the bedroom, use bluechew.com and the code Fightful. It would not be right if I said, hey guys, you can take an online questionnaire at bluechew.com. You'll get you'll work with some of their online physicians. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office or, or the pharmacy. You don't have to wait to be ready for that special moment. It's ready when you are, or when you're not. It makes you ready. I, like I could, I shouldn't follow up what we just talked about by saying that, and I definitely shouldn't follow it up by saying you can get your first shipment free when you use the code Fightful. Should I? Why, Sean? I think you just did. I think I did, and and also it's prepared and shipped direct what? here in the U.S. of A. Yeah, no way. Discreetly as well. So US, your USPS isn't looking through your mail and saying, ha ha ha, P.O. Box 138 has um, a limp penis and they're getting erection medication in order to rectify that. Oh, no. No. I mean, things will be rectified and erectified when you use bluechew.com and the code Fightful. It's not just about having performance issues. It's about having that confidence bluechew.com and the code fightful Charlie broke the fourth wall on that for the first time you'll be breaking <laughs> a lot of backboards when you use um breaking the fourth wall yeah daniel rothenberg says i don't know if kenny's healthy or when he'll return with that said who should the elites next feud be i hope that is a uh, hope is it's that they have a smaller shorter feud they have had two large feuds against Jurassic Express, Christian Danielson, and then Best Friends. Um, I, I think it'll be a split in the elite. I think that's what that what that kind of stuff will be. Yeah, I think it's going to be an Adam Cole's custody on a pole match. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Well, I think that Undisputed Era, Paragon, whatever the hell they are, um, will Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Yeah, it'll be Kenny Omega yeah. coming back and taking custody of the Bucks. And I don't think he has to be back in the ring to do that, by the way. I think he can do that from outside the ring. Sure. Oscar says, do we all agree that the ass boys push is thanks to Dan Housen? Yes. Yeah, I think it has a little bit to do with it. Oh, boy. Serpentico and Hook. My God. Uh, what, what more can I say? This is perfect. So Hook does a live match. He beats the living shit out of Serpentico, who did a great job building this on social media. Beats his ass with the streamers on. Uh, I've got a, an extremely soft spot for Billy Robinson. I know a lot of you guys don't, don't know of his work. He, he spent a lot of time in the AWA, trained a lot of instrumental wrestlers. 
is like a god among catch wrestlers. That's where that's who my trainers learned from. Uh, they learned from Billy Robinson, Josh Barnett, Shayna Baszler learned from him. I had the, the good fortune of spending a day in training with him before he passed away. And it was the best MMA wrestling experience of my entire life. And it was, it made me so happy, uh, to hear Taz, Chris Jericho, uh, Excalibur, all giving him love for the, the double wrist lock, because I mean, that, that was a Billy Robinson special there, but I loved how this match played out. Valab says, it's for Hook, the first live Hook match. Van Twinblade, Hooker Nation. <sighs> Alicia Ellis says that they scrapped the idea of Hook and Tony Nese a while ago based on him sitting during Hook's matches and trash talking uh, on Twitter. People assume that match was coming. Well, I don't know what the hell the plan is with Tony Nese. Like, that was a confusing one for me. Like, I feel like they could have brought him in without signing him full time. But Hook, on the other hand, continues to be very, very impressive. He does. I really liked this. This is what it should have been. I think when people like Serpentico or Luther are involved in matches, I feel like people don't necessarily always love it because they feel like it's maybe taking a roster spot away for people that like aren't headed toward a title. Same with like a Seidel or whatever, but there's a few things with that in, in my opinion. One, you want these younger guys in the ring with more experienced people. I think that definitely helps. And you also don't want to bury those guys with losses to these people, as opposed to like someone who's probably not going for a title run and is there to be a more reliable hand, or if they are going to go for a title run, it's going to be transitional or whatever. So I think if you look at it in that context, you might have a little bit more appreciation for people that are filling that role in this company. I get the complaint though, because like, Where's Wheeler Yuta or whatever, like things like sure. that. I, I totally understand that it's a big roster with not as many hours as you might like, but I loved this. I thought it was great. I loved uh, Serpentico building this on social, as you said, just, just an absolute blast. And it just looked so awesome with the streamers and Hook is just so damn smooth, man. And I love the, you can hear the pride in Taz's voice announcing, like you can sincerely hear how proud he is. And I just love that. Mark Losper says Tony Nese and Kip Sabian in for the you still work here championship. I was okay, so I was surprised that Nice was signed because I feel like they could have booked him without putting him on a full time deal. Like I don't think that and even if he worked impact, I'm sure impact would have been like, Yeah, sure, use him. Who cares? Like I don't think there was anything that was gonna keep him from that. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of people like that. I don't know Avalon's status, but like when I look at Peter Avalon, love him, great performer, good wrestler, entertaining. I feel like they could use him for that role the same way they use J.D. Drake and Cesar Bononi, and that's unsigned, or at least in the main roster. Uh, Alicia Ellis says, who needs blue chew when you have hook on your screen throwing people around? Use the code Fightful, Alicia I appreciate it. Brent Lockman says, didn't expect Hook to be fighting Spider-Man, but here we are. Well, he also beat that ass. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. He beat QT Marshall's ass. I love that Hook is, he's a baby face. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't need to say anything. He just beats people's ass, and he's a baby face, and he beat QT's ass. Uh, we've got former saying, God damn hook doing what he did to QT made me pop. Not since Allen Iverson and Tyron Lou in game one of the 2001 NBA finals as a step over been that ice cold. 
It was great. He did it. He did the Allen Iverson step over. I love it, Kate. Well, you know how you get that good as Hook has been is you got to practice. You know, mm-hmm. so we're sitting here and we're talking about practice, Sean. We're sitting here talking about practice. I'm embarrassed that I set you up for this. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Sean no. Blanford says the best way to start this weekend is with another amazing hook beatdown. The image of him stepping over QT was amazing. So is Kate's one-sided Twitter beatdown of MJF. <laughs> Hope you have a great weekend. Go Bengals. Uh, I'm very excited for this weekend. There's UFC. There's GCW. I'm watching a lot of Ozark. And the Bengals game. I'm I'm pumped. I am, yeah. And Sunday, I'm going to have some very interesting Royal Rumble news that you guys are going to like. So, FYI. Well, I what, do I have to go to Fightful Select like I'm some sort of millionaire, yeah. Sean? Yeah, well, you don't have to be a millionaire. It's just 16 cents a day. How about that? What? 16 cents a day. And some people say, wow, you hide all your news behind a paywall? It's not hidden, actually. Come straight to your phone, to your email. And you know what? Those, those old paywall newspaper machines, you, just, you used to have to pay like 50 cents for those, not us. 16 oh, cents a day. 16 cents a day. And weirdly, it is not a uh, treasure map that you have to go and find the news. And you never put things that shouldn't be behind the paywall behind the paywall. There you go. Is why I actually subscribed in the first place. Zero Fear says, do you think with the cruiserweight division gone, WWE should do a junior heavyweight division? I think they could do one really well. I think they could do one really well, but I don't think they need one. So many of their talents are smaller, leaner wrestlers that look more like UFC fighters uh, than than uh, the guys of the past. So I don't think they need one. Paul Hensler Hi, says, Hi, J.W. Pringle. <laughs> Kate, we heard from your brother, Gunther. <laughs> I love it. Somebody just made their their name on the Humper chats. Paul Hensler. That's great because I I was sold on it at first. Beautifully done. Beautifully amazing. Mark Losper says QT is a spectacular geek and it's awesome. Brandon Thurston is still the top geek, but QT Marshall's in the conversation. Brandon's wonderful. Well, we've got CM Punk Britt Baker promos announced for Beach Break. But the main event happens, and I thought this was going to be a, an incredible litmus test. And these two women passed it with flying colors. We have Jade Cargill, Anna Jay. Anna Jay, who came into AEW with under 10 matches. Jade Cargill, who came in with zero matches. And they have a live main event on Dynamite. And I know they worked through this match a bunch. There were people I talked to in the company that were paying attention to this match. I thought they did great. Anna Jay, who... Usually is a little light on her offense, has to maybe be told to lay it in a little bit. She did not need to be told on this evening to lay that shit in. And it was really good. Like this was just, this worked so well. I thought John Silver's integration worked well because you've got like, like little sirloin beef sons of bitch is John <laughs> Silver. Like he qualifies even though he's a diminutive dude and you see him face to face with Jade. Great visual. I thought they did as well as possible considering their experience level. I thought it was wise of AEW to do the picture in picture in the middle of that. Uh, I thought they kicked ass. I really liked this. I think that it was really important for Anna Jay to be laying in that offense on Jade one, because she's a bigger opponent. So it's just going to look really weak if you don't. And two, because the story here was she was coming off of this barbed wire match 
this I mean hardcore match where she literally had barbed wire wrapped around her arm to face her opponent and how they set it up with was I'm not the same woman after that match I am more aggressive I'm coming for you and she delivered on that which I really really appreciated like just following through with that story was such a great way to do it John Silver national treasure when he was doing the it's time for your main event yeah, yeah. line and then just like flexed his arm I was absolutely corpsing in my apartment but I thought this was great. I This was by far, I think, Jade's best match. And uh, Anna Jay, before she was injured, was really starting to find herself. She got very smooth in the ring as well. And then since coming back from injury, has really just been caught up in that one feud the entire time. So it was very nice to see her on her own kicking butt. And I, I really appreciated this. And it felt like a main event. They did a really good job with that. And we're just seeing more and more progress in the women's division. Like we're seeing more stories unfold. I was really happy about that. Guys, reminder, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, humperchats.com. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. Chris Rain says, loved Anna's line of that bitch slayer to pay off TBS and Jade saying that was, that was good. That uh, was my dad. My dad texted me to let you know that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sova said, oh, what? It was shoot your dad. It was really your dad. It was shoot my dad. Yep. Wow. That was great. <laughs> Sova said, I thought this was Jade's best match. A lot of people seem to think that. And that that's, that's very promising, considering that it's two very inexperienced people that are, are delivering. Andrew said that he never realized how tall Anna Jay was till they matched up uh, and they were standing across from each other. It was a great visual. Love the match. Uh, Shot Kid says Jaden Anna showed out tonight. Hook is great. Two humpers to open. A real fun rampage. I, I am inclined to agree. And Brent says that Jade felt so different tonight. More relaxed, more confident. Looks like she was having fun in there. It did. It looked like Jade was just like she soaked up this moment. She didn't let it get the best of her. She soaked up this moment and made the best of it. Yes. And uh, they just seem to have a good chemistry. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because uh, Anna Jay is a little bit taller too, that Jade was closer to eye to eye as she was going to be. She was facing a yeah. lot of smaller sized women. And I also like that they had previously established that this is going to be an open challenge title too. So it'll be nice to kind of see that that continue to rotate. I'm excited about that. Tony says that me or is John Silver trying to make wrestlers laugh on purpose? I'm sure Jade was about to laugh her face off with him. Yes, he's hilarious. That guy is just funny as hell. Chris said the counter to the jaded and transition to the Queen Slayer was nice. It was amazing. It was beautiful. There, there were a couple different times I thought this match was going to end. S. Johnson says setting second row. So I got to meet TK's pilot. Great two nights of wrestling. Jade is the greatest. And Alicia says, do you think AEW should do a young guys tourney sort of uh, akin to the breakout tournament? Names like Dante, Lee, Hook, any suggestions for other talent? Um, I mean, obviously, Daniel Garcia. But I, I see this brought up about once a month. So I kind of think they should. But with some of those names and their ages, it's like you'd also have to probably put MJF in there as well, which would be kind of funny. And they do a lot of tournaments in general, which... Again, I'm a New Japan mark. I love tournaments, but I think people can get a little bit tournament fatigued. So do this Owen Hart one first and then maybe wait a couple months before you think about lining up something like that. But I would be interested. I would like to see some of these younger guys or less featured guys in the mix more. 
Joey Bag of Donuts says, so they have a TBS championship on TNT? I propose they call the trio's title the Turner Classic Movies title. Oh my gosh. No, I want I want the movietickets.com championship. Or <laughs> or like some other, some obscure Warner Media product. The the Rotten Tomatoes title. Like that's, yes. that's what I want. Oh, that would actually be very fun if you just had like intentionally stinker matches and it was the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> title. Like Dustin, it's Dustin Rhodes' callback <laughs> to Goldust gimmick. It's just. <laughs> I love it. Shot Kid says it's becoming very obvious the opposite directions AEW and WWE's women's divisions and developmental is going. That is true. That is absolutely true. And um, it, it's kind of a bummer to see. Uh, it's not going to be a bummer to see the GCW post show this Sunday. Make sure you guys tune in. But SmackDown this week. Um, it was. <laughs> so so what we'll do. We'll talk about Mustafa Ali as a bit of a buffer here. Okay. Alicia says thoughts on the idea that WWE didn't grant his release because he went public with it on Twitter. It's possible. Um, I, benching a guy like Mustafa Ali is punishing him. That is torture for a guy like that. Salty Jacob says free Ali. And Daniel says, can you say a little bit more about WWE not releasing Ali? I heard a lot about value, which I get Ali is great, but haven't they released a lot of people with value like Keith Lee, Swerve Scott, and many others? Yes. I, I mean, Daniel, I, I do appreciate the Humper chat, but you're asking me to apply sense to a nonsensical situation. They fired a guy who made them money hand over fist in Bray Wyatt as a budget cut. They are developing new talent and they fired Deanna Perrazzo, who went on to hold the Impact Knockouts Championship for over a year, is one of the most buzzworthy things consistently on that show from somebody on their roster, and she was in her mid-20s. So I don't get it. They fired a bunch of Triple H's top guys and Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. I don't... They fired the the most clear-cut, duh, WWE guy in Braun Strowman. What more could you want out of that guy? He can do your, your press. He looks like a million bucks. He can cut the WWE-style promo. He can have a competent match. He was over. And... You cut him. I don't know what they want. I just don't know what they want. I don't think they know what they want. <clears throat> I agree. Alicia Ellis says, any rumors on, or update, or truth to the rumors about WWE being unhappy with NXT 2.0? Kate and Alex's favorite show. I haven't heard anything about it, but I am asking about it. Mark says, so glad Ray got the 2K22 cover. I'm hyped for the game. Me too. I couldn't imagine giving a shit. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Tim says, is it possible that Saudi Arabia specifically wants Mustafa Ali on those shows and that's part of why they won't release him? I mean, he got beat up by uh, an Olympian on that show. He did great at it, by the way. He, he did great, but I don't think so. He has Mark made says, everything they gave him interesting. Like the Mansoor yeah. stuff, The he was the only thing that made sense at all to me in Retribution. I loved what he was doing before Kofi, I think it's ridiculous. We never got a payoff of Kofi and him when they built that up on social media. Well, they, they were going to, and then they nixed it, and Kofi was very upset about it, from what I understand. So, 
when, when I saw a former WWE personality on a podcast saying like, why didn't you all get behind him when he was there? It really annoyed me. That is such a company line bullshit thing to say. Because go look at the numbers on YouTube. One million views on YouTube is a pretty good benchmark for WWE stuff. And there were like three times in two years they debuted him or they brought him back or they had him do something. His SmackDown debut, him returning, him being revealed as the leader of Retribution, all of them did great numbers. So it's very clear that when he is involved in something like that, people want to be interested. I got dummies on the internet saying, well, he's yeah. too, he's too um, little. Man, buddy, I, I don't know what to tell you, but five foot 10, 185 pound Mustafa Ali will beat your ass. And if you're saying, who, me? The answer is yes, you. The answer is yes, you. If you have to question, yes. Yes, you. Not to mention he, the next layer of that argument is such a load of crap because they don't care what crowd reactions are. They're piping in crowd noise I at know. events to drown you out. They pushed Jackson Riker forever. Yeah. It's just every part of that argument was flawed. To yeah, me. I, I agree. Understand it. Falab says, free Ali, fabulous. He, Ali, Mustafa, he puts on sharpshooters without looking. It's pretty I'm not singing that. <laughs> Shy Kid says, I see Ali being cut in the next round of pettiness. I think so. I God think bless. so, too. I hope so. <laughs> uh, Brent Lockman says, they passed on Daniel Garcia. Since left them long ago. They passed on Wheeler Yuta, too. I mean... Daniel Garcia is like what twenty two though. Yep. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's insane to me. Oh, I mean, I had people when they passed on Wheeler Yuta, they're like, he already knows how to wrestle. He's in shape. He's six feet tall. He checks a lot of background demographics for them. He looks good. He's it. Like he keeps himself in shape. Man. Nerd Guru says WWE higher ups not being happy with NXT 2.0 not connecting is really just further evidence of how much of a clown show it is. Uh, I, I need to make it clear. I haven't confirmed that or reported that. That is uh, from WrestleVotes and Andrew Zarian, who uh, report really great stuff, but I haven't confirmed that as of yet. Injection says, I didn't see all of SmackDown because I was enjoying my birthday. Well, happy birthday, Injection. We, we appreciate you stopping by. And Brent Lockman says, SmackDown didn't have a hook. <laughs> That's like, you know, before the show even starts, I was probably down on it because Hook wasn't going to be on it. So it's just kind of like, well, what's the point of any of, what's the point of life then? You know, right. It's one of those. Greg says, Cox said here for Sean, two things, Blair, Blair Davenport, any faith that on the main roster, they would use her well. I've watched you for two years and I just only realized FFS stands for two things in my mind. Well, uh, no, I have no desi- no <clears throat> confidence that they'll use anybody anybody well as as ricardo says fed dead fed is evil free ali i mean hey you know what i'm going to the royal rumble next weekend i'm doing a whole bunch of media with wwe um and i'm greatly appreciative of that but i'm also appreciative of the fact they don't that they most of the people there want us to talk about what's good and what's bad about the company because they want to see it be as good as possible it comes down to one or two guys it really truly does Mark says, analyzing WWE is simple. Think of the worst, most petty, awful decision a person can make. Multiply it by 666 and you'll be close to where they are. They're punishing him for being vocal and standing up for himself. It's simple as that. Uh, the optics are bad, Kate, that he's been off TV since uh, since he, this argument with Vince. Yeah, and I was going to say, especially because Fightful broke. Uh, the story that he wasn't on paternity leave, I think a lot of people assumed 
it was paternity yes. leave, but that was only one week of the situation. So um, once that broke, I was like, oh, this is real bad. And when he wasn't on the show that was in Chicago, I figured that was like real, real bad because he yeah. lives there. <laughs> he asked for one week off for paternity leave, just so you all know. Uh, Mark Losper says, I feel like we should all be called Triple H. Uh, has given the screws to us all weekly. Oh, uh, I, I'm going to need my moderator to clean up the English on, on that one. Uh, I can't make sense of that one. But Mark also says, if Impact can have an Impact Digital Media Championship, you can have a title for anything. Just call it the internet title. I think Cardona already beat them there, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, just, just use that title belt. Like, why not? Um, Daniel R. says, do you think AEW will do cinematic matches again? Would love to see Firefly Funhouse style match with Cody or Cody verse. Um, maybe once a year. I think they're pretty well done with it for a while. I, I definitely, definitely. Nerd Guru says, here's five more dollars for Alex using the first 30, 45 minutes of Sour Graps to crap on this company for net, not letting Lee go, among <laughs> other things. He will be doing Sour Graps after um, after this. Uh, so head over to Fightful Select. Brian Moore says, pray for Nick Jackson's chest after that dive. Great rampage. Hooker check confirmed. That was uh, nasty. That really, really was. It was nasty. Rob Humphrey says, uh... If it's good enough for Mr. Hensler, it's good enough for me. <laughs> I've had a lot of negative things to say about both Anna J and Jade, but they both killed it tonight. Yes, they did. Uh, and uh, Luis, big thank you. He cleaned up the English on that that one super chat. He said, I feel like we should all be called Triple H because they've given NXT. Uh, nope, that one that one isn't cleared up at all. My bad. <laughs> My bad. started with it. Nope, not not whatsoever. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. You're going to have to clarify that. It's uh, Alex from my the context clues I have, I think he's saying that we should all be called Triple H because they've taken the screws to all of us. I, I think so. But let me tell you, the way it's typed out, it ain't, it ain't working for me, brother. <laughs> That doesn't work for me, He brother. sends in like a million chats. I know. Not, you know, know. There's, there's going to be a miss the, in Hey, there. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying like I read, I don't exactly screen these before. That's what we got the mod for. Uh, Brandon Campbell says, is there truth to Melina Perez returning for the rumble? She's my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, they have reached out to a lot of people. I don't know if they've reached out to her about that though. Eloquence said, I mean, people are just continually sending in super chats and humper chats to prevent us from doing SmackDown at this point, I think, but eloquent They're says actually all me. They're just yeah. under. <laughs> uh, uh, Eloquent says, if Ali pulls a pack and refuses to show up, does he still get paid? Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I heard some but, people saying he should just start a Twitch. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we did have SmackDown, and it started off with a segment that we'll actually talk about in the main event. But okay. Chris Hart, or actually uh, Mark Losper says, I think after the article on the Gunter Stark fiasco, is it impossible not to look at WWE as a bad company doing intentionally bad things, given we should call the treatment of Big E what is what it is, petty punishment by misanthropic scum. I don't know about that. I don't know what the plans they have for 
Big E right now. He popped up on SmackDown to even the odds with Kofi Kingston and Mad Cat Moss uh, because you got a 50-50 feud here, a feud that nobody wanted to see. Uh, nobody's interested in Mad Cat Moss because the gimmick sucks and it's not entertaining in any degree. Big E being a part of this, first off, I'll, I'll just bitch about the brand split real quick. They said, oh, because Royal Rumble is next week, a lot of people are here. What in the shitting fuck does that have to do with anything? What in the hell does that have to do with anything? What were your thoughts when you saw Big E come out? Um, well, first of all, I'm always excited to see Big E on my screen, but I just... They made such a big deal about the brand split, and then they didn't implement the brand split for three weeks. And, what, four months later, it's completely interrupted by the fact that you now have three of the top talents from raw. It's not just people who like weren't getting pushed on raw. This is like the raw guys just coming to SmackDown anyway, with no explanation as to why that's okay or anything like that. And to top that off, Sonya and Adam Pierce are in charge of both brands. So of course they would be able to go back and forth. It's not like they're competing with each other at all. So it just makes no sense. I'm always happy to see Biggie on my screen, but I just, I'm sure we all at this point are just like, so over the brand split story, it didn't even make it to survivor series this year. And they it's, really don't care for how much they hype it up at all. Like Kofi King, Kofi Kingston won Baron Corbin wouldn't get in the ring to help out mad cat Moss. Who oh, could care. possibly give a shit? Oh, care, Sean. I, I also did not give a shit about Seamus and Ricochet again because the person whose nose he accidentally broke, Ricochet, was back out there. Seamus wins. The action is good. Newsflash it's always good. These guys are great. However, they're not so great that I want to watch them wrestle all the time. There was an exceptionally good spot where Ricochet dived to the outside and uh, got caught with a spot. But man, I am so done with them wrestling. Like, it's, move on. I keep saying it's hard to care when they don't. Yeah. Um, and that's how I felt about this this whole thing. When they tell me that people are fighting over bad jokes and swords and because someone accidentally broke someone else's face, then that needs to get run back. I just don't care. And I, I, I watched I watched them wrestle uh, at Backlash. I watched them wrestle on Raw two times after that in May. I watched them in a tag team match in August. I watched them wrestle again on Raw in August. Like, I, I was done with Ricochet and Sheamus in August. And now they're running it back and then doing it last week and then this week again. And the day one kickoff, like, come on, man. Like, what what are we doing here? I don't. And the thing with that is, too, like, those feuds weren't particularly well built either. So it's just you're running back stuff that wasn't very well built. I saw one of our moderators, Joel, asking me to say a certain line that he tweeted at me. If you do want your statement or question read on air, you can go ahead to humperchats.com or you can super chat us, Joel Pearl. I'm also willing to dock from his pay um, Perfect. in order to do that. Thank you. Mark says, over under, the brand split ends in one year. Uh, I don't think it ends. I don't think it ends. Um, Never started. <laughs> almost almost every match has no super chats right now. That's how little people care. 
So Los Lotharios, Viking Raiders, two outstanding teams. Los Lotharios sell so yes. well. They sell so great. And you know what? I'm glad that the Viking Raiders are getting some victories, but they did this in reverse. Maybe give them a victory, and then that puts them in contendership instead of putting them in contendership. And then, yeah. But, yeah, but and why the, the action happen? is very good. Like, these teams are very good. I could watch them wrestle all day. And fortunately, it's SmackDown, so I'll probably get the opportunity to multiple times in the future. I just do not like they're why are they even wrestling just I'm, I'm okay with them wrestling like they don't wrestle they haven't had a bunch of teams against each other they haven't had a bunch of why matches against each other i'm all right with them wrestling but it's just just because like there's literally yeah, sure. i mean i don't know put a story in there somewhere yeah i mean i'm okay with a match being booked for, for a match i mean why was moxley wrestling ethan page because that that's that's fine i'm all right with that it's just like, damn, why why did you have these two guys lose to Corbin and Moss two weeks ago if this is the reverse build? Like so weird. Are are other teams like so entrenched that you can't use them in that spot? I'm all right with that, but to me, this was one of the most okay things on the show because the action was good and yes. the, the booking made sense because Viking Raiders won. Ricardo says, say the line, Kate. No. No, don't. You can don't super chat the line if you would yeah. like. Backstage, Rick Boogs and Nakamura are there, and we see GCW star Jeff Jarrett. Um, he will be probably uh, a talking point on this Sunday's GCW post show. We broke the news of Jeff Jarrett being at SmackDown on FightfulSelect.com. This was harmless. Why not? I mean, just the forbidden door is shattered, Sean. GCW star showing up on WWE. Ignore that he is a WWE Hall of Famer. He's a GCW star. I mean, he he did leave WWE last year, and yeah, I will say that. That did happen. It did happen. (laughs) Matt Raikiel says, is this the most stupendous SmackDown and Raw or Rampage review ever? By the way, I hate MJF. Um, I do too. Everybody does. Uh, In Zane... Christopher Hart says that WWE really needs to restock their SFX library after that Sammy segment. So Sammy comes out. He's got a cattle prod. Shoots himself with it. You hear it. And Johnny Knoxville comes out. And Johnny Knoxville gets one of the best goddamn ovations of the night. Crowd was hot tonight. They were 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 loving him. Loving Johnny Knoxville. And that's where it peaked. So Johnny Knoxville... (laughs) He's like, I'm not disrespecting your line of work. Why are you doing it to mine? I was like, well, you entered the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so you kind of are. But Johnny Knoxville is like, oh, this is legit, but it's not turned on. And he shocks Sami Zayn with it. But they're using legitimately the same sound through the speakers that they used for the Mountie in 1991. The same sound effect do you know how hard you have to work to make me not like something Sami Zayn does I'm the biggest Sami Zayn mark I feel like he is one of the few things that has been sports entertaining and sports entertainment 
because I don't have a problem with sports entertainment when it's yeah. entertaining. Sami Zayn <clears throat> is so charismatic, so much fun all the time. Face, heel, whatever. Him cattle prodding himself on television instead of, I don't know, going after the Intercontinental title that he never actually lost from a guy who's injured and holding it. What are we doing? Valab says this segment, especially the zap sound effect, made me insane and membrane. I would well, rather guys, listen to that song than see the segment. You know what? Uh, we, we've got something that can help you guys. I know that if somebody walked in, it might be a little bit embarrassing if you're watching this. But you know what? NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to browse in anonymity. Use that code Fightful even. You'll save 70% off your order and get an additional month free. You can access content from over 59 different countries by changing your virtual location with just one click. If you live in the U.S., you can say that you're anywhere in the world. You can watch Peaky Blinders early on, on U.K. Uh, streaming services. You can watch UFC on uh, other countries that maybe have it a little bit more affordable. How about that? When I'm traveling, it helps out a lot, too, because I, the thing that I've learned most about traveling is if I'm trying to watch a Friday show, it's not always as easy as just logging onto my TV provider and watching it because it might say, oh, this is region blocked. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It gives me a lot of peace of mind while I'm traveling. Oh, man. I have been a user of NordVPN.com slash, well, not NordVPN.com slash Fightful because we just started it up, but NordVPN for quite a while. And uh, we, we love them for making this huge investment in Fightful. Uh, they've got the fastest VPN in the world. So I want you guys to check it out. Even if you don't use it yet, hit them up on Twitter at NordVPN. Uh, just so many different benefits of using NordVPN.com slash fightful but uh the region blocking definitely my favorite um a lot of shows that quite frankly i want to watch early or uh, i can't watch wherever i am and it's been a big benefit oh wait i didn't put up the the fancy graphic look at this look at this she didn't get to, to i didn't get to vanna white it you get to vanna white look at that nordvpn.com slash fightful 70 percent off your deal and and one additional month for free, it ends up being like the price of a cup of coffee a month when you do it that way. And uh, quite honestly, it's an investment in yourself. <laughs> I still got the Halloween one up there. You can't note, you can leave it up. You should be <laughs> Art Anderson's car checker all the time. Quite honestly, the money that it will save you is more than what you're going to pay for NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Lake Lock says, not SmackDown related, but the Gresham-Macklin match from last night's Impact ruled. Oh, buddy, I loved it. Love the pure style. Love Steve Macklin's work. Uh, big fan of it, especially the finish. Oh, and yet you dunked on me for watching ROH last week, so thanks. But you love pure. Yeah, I do. <sighs> Where'd that come from, Sean? Where'd what come from? Oh, you mean the style that I trained when I trained as a pro wrestler? Gresham, taking it everywhere. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mike Lima says, uh, Jade versus Anna is like a modern Trish versus China. It, that, that's a good comparison, that's a honestly. Yeah, I like that. Chris Rain says, go Bengals and free Ali. And Mark Losper says, 
Didn't watch SmackDown. I don't care. So I'm going to send some comments about random stuff. Lakers sucks and Manchester United <laughs> won't make top four. I know some of those words. The Lakers do suck right now. <laughs> but we have some uh, super chats about GCW. Brent Lockman says it's 2022 and I'm actually hyped between uh, for a match between Jeff Jarrett and Effie. We live in the best wrestling times. And Mark Losper says, Bruce, you know Jeff is going to be on GCW this weekend. And Vince... I thought I killed that promotion after Lashley won the belt. Clever. <laughs> but Nerd Guru says, odds they know, uh, or odds WWE knows what GCW is. And Luis, our moderator, our, our um, guy who takes our super chat, says they had John Carlo on payroll. They know. I mean, that's they hired yeah. John Carlo based on that work. So, Who's phenomenal, by the yes, way. Yes, he is. Uh, get in your super chats and your humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch. We had Aaliyah versus Natalia too, and Summer Ray is ringside. I love that they're showing Lita there at, at, at the show last week. Summer Ray ringside saying, I'm going to be in the Rumble match. Got my eye on you. Uh, and we got Aaliyah and Natalia. This match was obviously better than last week. Shitty ending. <laughs> Shitty so ending. Bad. Such Natalia <laughs> gets DQ'd for beating that ass too much in the corner. And like kind of not that viciously. No, it was like very it was mild. Not particularly DQ worthy. Like she was just laying in some kicks and they weren't even that hard. Um yeah. Like, I get it. Do better. Do a better way of having Aaliyah win. Um, she's still not great. Her roll-ups were not fantastic in this. Uh, Natalia's obviously incredible in the ring, so a, a good dance partner for her. If she can't make Leah work, nobody can. So, um, But yeah, just uh, another dumb ending. And normally we get dumb endings with like great in-ring work. This time we got good enough in-ring work and a stupid ending, so it just felt like a waste of time. Wrestle Vibes with Riven Blade says Jade the workhorse went longer than the two women's matches. Uh, yeah, it did. Um, I thought that with the way that that match went last week with Aaliyah and Natalia, the finish this week, it was just like, what? Why should I care? I, I if Natalia care like was Natalia so mad about last week that she got herself DQ'd because it didn't really look like that was a result of like maybe a lapse in judgment or anything like that. It was just. Yeah. And she doesn't uh, have, it seemed, like, seemed like the ref was quick on the trigger. Sure did. And it didn't seem like Natalia also doesn't have the world record for the least amount of DQ finishes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it had nothing to do with what Natalia cares about either. So I don't, I don't know. It was bad. Well, we had Naomi and Charlotte, but Sonia Deville was the special guest referee. Uh, even on commentary, they're saying, what is Sonia's deal with Naomi? Also, another line that was good was uh, Michael Cole talking about something Kid Rock said, and Pat McAfee said, Kid Rock has absolutely said a lot of things, <laughs> which I thought was really good. But even commentary, is they're, they're still baffled. Yeah, as we all are. Look, if this is what you're going to do with this, if you're going to have Adam Pierce last week say Sonya can't interrupt, and this half got justified later, but now Sonya's the referee, 
And we have another finish here. That's bad. Just take a week off for it. If you're going to do a lazy, lazy, lazy ref spot that did not look good. Like Charlotte didn't do well on that either. I felt like just so lazy and another ending that was bad. Like take a week off, put Shotzi or Shayna on my television. Like, no, you don't have to run every storyline every week, guys. It's going to be fine. Take a moment. Also, guess what? Referee stripes, not her corporate jacket. Why isn't Naomi beating the hell out of Sonia here? <laughs> she's in an official capacity still. An official capacity? But she, so what? Beat the shit out of her. She's not supposed to be there. Adam Pierce already said that. Who cares? Uh, she cares way more about beating I, the I, crap out of Sonia at this I point. think it's pretty reasonable that, that Naomi wouldn't be like, hey, let me beat up this referee. I think that would probably get her in trouble. I disagree because she's not really a referee and there's an actual referee standing right there. She is an official who then made herself the referee. She becomes the referee because she has has that power. You're such a baby face. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, all the things WWE doesn't make sense, that at least makes sense. It medium made sense because Adam Pierce already said that wasn't supposed to happen. So who cares? Sure, but Naomi didn't know that. Right. Mets fan says during the Flair Naomi match, my mixed race son asked me if they don't like the black girl. Damn. I mean, that's that is the inference right now. That is. Mark Losper says, I don't care about their explanation. This is racism. <laughs> I mean, that's well, why they need to explain it. That's why, yeah, that's why like... they have to explain it. They have to explain it. Also, we forgot about Zialee's return. And Alex said, to be fair, WD forgot about her for six weeks. Natalia <laughs> beat up Aaliyah, and then the protector, Zia Lee, came out and posed in lightning, and then she came out and beat up Natalia, ran her off. She has not had a televised match since July. She is. This is her second debut spot, and she has not fought. And she looks like she could beat somebody's ass, so I hope They have no does. long-term plans for any of these people when they bring them up. Never. And I just realized, yeah, Isaiah Lee has not had a single SmackDown match yet. Yeah. So that's neat. They forgot about her. We forgot about her. It's a shame. Yeah. Well, backstage, Eric Bischoff is telling Adam Pierce, like, uh, hey, your girl stays fucking up. <laughs> and Pierce says, yeah, you're right. Being small is okay, says, do you think Eric Bischoff is working with WWE again? No, I just think... Um, uh, one-off appearances. We're supposed to have Naomi Sonia next week. I don't think we're going to have it, obviously. No um, yeah. way, really? I, shocker, I think it might be a swerve. Sonia's probably going to be in the Rumble. She's probably going to eliminate Naomi from the Rumble. I don't see this one actually going down. Kate, I know this is like your favorite story. You know what's sad is it was at one point. Like six months ago, this was like my favorite thing. I'm I'm now hitting the, it's been way too long. I, I love feuds where people don't wrestle every week. I love feuds that are just like three minutes here, four minutes there, three minutes here, four minutes there. I like that. It is now at the point, like tonight where Sonya ran it back and became a special ref. It's like, okay. We've done this song and dance before. It's getting too long for me now. Yeah. And I've been I've been far more lenient. 
You have. You've been much nicer about this than I have. Uh, and it just, for a lot of reasons, but it not making sense in their own world is is one of them too. They've had officials that have been in the ring before, like all of these things. But Bischoff is interesting, I guess. Like sometimes he hangs out backstage with Adam Pierce. Uh, occasionally he's there. I think it's good that they're at least trying to advance that part of it. This definitely isn't happening the next week. I'm sure it'll happen at Rumble, either as a match. I think the match will probably come on like a pre-show at Mania, and we'll get the yeah the setup at Royal Rumble. Um, but I think Naomi might be sick next week or something like that. Mark, or I'm sorry, Sonia will be sick next week. Mark says if they're gonna do a storyline as myopic as you can't hit me when I'm wearing my jacket, Kate is right. Naomi should kick the shit out of her. That is. That is bearing the lead. It wasn't, you can't hit me while I'm wearing my jacket. It was, while I'm wearing this jacket, I am an official. Also, while she is wearing an official shirt, she is also an official. That is... Well, it's the same inflated. nobody could mess with the thermostat of the entire arena then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Brent Lockman says, the lightning takes about six weeks to recharge. That's a good super chat. A very good one. <laughs> Lake Lock says, because I like ROH and Impact more than SmackDown, can you give me a kayfabe reason why Vincent and Matt Taven are on the same page after their brutal rivalry in ROH two months ago? I cannot. I hope Impact does. Kate, can you cook up one? Because you are the person who watched ROH. How dare you, sir? Sure. Uh, the pride of ROH is bigger than their own personal dispute. And they've been in each other's worlds enough um, that they can at least understand where the other one is coming from, so they're going to set aside their differences. Kate, are you saying... They can coexist! No. Are you saying... Oh, God. That honor, honor is real? real? That's exactly what I'm saying, Sean! Ah! Honor is real. I miss ROH. <sighs> and and Luis was actually Cohen. typing that as... <laughs> Well, we had the the Roman Reigns acknowledgement. The Usos are out there to acknowledge Roman Reigns. This intro takes forever. What? I said acknowledge me. Acknowledge acknowledge what? Me. I acknowledge that you're muted. Roman Reigns comes out. He is now the longest reigning Universal Champion, the longest reigning top champion on the WWE main roster since Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Um Seth Rollins comes out and he says, well, you know what? I think you should acknowledge the Usos. They are now the longest reigning SmackDown tag team champions. And they they are by beating their own record. It's like when Farva was in Super Troopers and he's like, I just lost a buck to myself. Like that's that's what that <laughs> was there. But Nerguru says, I'm glad Seth went out there and shouted out Mox, not Dean Ambrose. But the man... Uh, he is now, as he should, a very nice touch. It was a very nice touch. Um, and he said, just like me and Mox and the Shield, we were your pedestals. I thought that was an incredible touch. I thought that was really nice, and I feel like that was done out of an intentional respect for where Mox has been for the past three months and, and him coming back. That felt very on purpose to me, which I, I really appreciate appreciate that they did because they very very rarely acknowledge stuff outside of their own ecosystem so that was really lovely 
And but this uh, segment took for fucking ever. <laughs> it did. It just took forever. I didn't mind it in comparison to the rest of the show because I liked the performers. I was like, yeah. I I would. It could have taken an hour for all I cared, as long as we didn't get the same matches. Madcap Moss again. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Madcap Moss, but Seth Rollins knew to talk that shit to the Usos, and he knew he could goad them, and he knew that he could get in a situation where the Usos wouldn't be able to be ringside. So he says, Hey, let's have a tag team match. And if I win, you all are banned from ringside. And they're like, hell yeah, let's do it. And they're like, you don't have anybody that likes you. So we're good. Well, he brought out Kevin Owens who has called him called Rollins, his best friend. Uh, this is getting over as a babyface act. That's, that's what's happening here. People like Rollins music. They just like Kevin Owens in general. This is getting over as a babyface act. So that was my only complaint about this. I there were things that I very much liked about this. I liked everything Rollins had to say. I like when they said like nobody even likes you, and Kevin Owens comes down the ramp and goes, "I like him." <laughs> like so earnestly, I like him. I. I don't know if they're supposed to be faces already. I don't know if they're turning face. I don't know if they're just goofy enough heels that they'll keep them heels. But I I love that they are over because they're they're two of my favorites. And I think them working in tandem or as a full-on tag team is going to be something that's very, very healthy for the product on both brands because the brand split is a load of crap. So um, other than the brand split stuff and other than not knowing where they necessarily sit right now, which isn't really that bothersome. I'm just more curious. Um, I I really liked the opening segment, despite it being very, very long. Mark Losper says, underreported fact, 90% of Roman's title reign has been entrances. <laughs> uh, so Pat McAfee also had a mocked reference on this show as well. Uh, but Roman Reigns said, hey, by the way, if you lose tonight, you lose your title shot, and I'm taking a break till Mania. Love it. Love it. Well, the match happened, and the match was good. So the action good. was great. The crowd was into it. Hot crowd. Very hot. Really loved it. Really loved it. And then we get a DQ, <laughs> which, again, you book yourself into this corner. Well, you don't want to pin the tag champs. Okay. You don't want to pin Seth Rollins. Okay. You don't want that stipulation to be in effect. Okay. Michael Cole says that Reigns knew the Usos were going to lose if Seth hit the curb stomp. So from a, a sense standpoint, I guess that made sense. But why not Why not see if they could kick out? I just, I don't think that it made a lot of sense. No, I thought this made everybody look like idiots. And this is the time they choose not to pin their champions on television? This moment right now? Come on. So you have your champion go in there and cost himself a, an advantage? And you have Kevin Owens and Seth not go over for no reason? Like, I don't... Or go over without it being of their own accord? I hated that ending. I There's no commentary justification in the world that you could sell me. I thought it made Roman look like an idiot and definitely not like a tribal chief to go cost yourself an advantage in a future match. Like that was just so stupid to me. Um, but I loved a lot of the in ring um, <laughs> action. I saw 
Kevin Owens hit it in Saguri and do so beautifully. And I'm just like, this guy is ridiculous. Like, he can hit a super clean in Saguri or just jump off of stuff and swat him from insane heights. Like, for someone of his size, I just thought that was incredible. I loved the fisherman suplex off the top rope spot. I loved oh, so much of what happened. That's one of my favorite here. spots in the world, it's the, so the fisherman's buster. Did I ask you my favorite question of if you were a suplex, what suplex would you be? Me? Yeah. What's that? I would be a Snapdragon. Mm. Listen, there's very few of them, but a good chicken wing suplex. Ooh. They're dangerous. Right. There's no way to take them. But Ooh. by God, I love them. All right. Bebop says, man, SmackDown's hard to watch between the constant rematches and stupid finishes. Why should we care? Why would Reigns go for the DQ? If you must have a stupid finish, get Reigns to kick Joey in the head. Love you guys. Exactly. Why wouldn't he slap Jay in the face? Also, we love you too. JW Pringle says, I think Rollins and Owens are the crazy loose cannon fun heels versus Roman and Uso's strict authoritarian heels. Uh, we take fun over strict. I think that's a great way to put it. I think that is a yeah. great way to put it because the reason we like Owens and Rollins is because of how they're behaving. I don't want them to turn into uh, these like baby face, smiley hee hees. No, and I don't want them to be do-gooders either. I loved in this when Rollins was like, you're finally starting to see it the right way. <laughs> like, I thought that was such a fun thing of like, now you're seeing things honestly when he is down turned heel essentially right so i'm fine with that i'm just more curious as to where it goes and i hope they don't ruin it as they are prone to do tom brady says who would be your betting favorite for the iron man and iron woman in the rumble this year well i'm gonna go based on the participants who are already announced like i'll just go based on that let me let me pull it up let me see who we got on the men's side I would actually maybe, well, no, I wouldn't go Sami Zayn because he'll do the Johnny Knoxville thing. Um, I think that Ray and Dominic will probably eliminate Montez and Angelo. How about Damian Priest? I think that sounds like a good one. I think Veer. <laughs> He's been coming for months, so. Uh, I think on, on the women's side, I think it would be a really tasteful thing for them to have Mickey James last like 40, 50 minutes legitimately in there. I think that'd be great. I think it would be too. I have no faith that they are going to do it. I think that's going to. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I think that might be Bianca Belair's story this year. Rasslin Riggle says, being three years past the upper end of the 1849 demo, I find 8 to 10 o'clock is a good time to take a nap, so I'm refreshed <laughs> by Rampage. Mox and Fightful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to all of you who sent in Super Chats, Humper Chats, all that good stuff. FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. That's the most direct way to support us. Uh, we're going to have Royal Rumble news this weekend. Inside the Royal Rumble 2 Drops on Saturday on Fightful Select, video, audio, and a 9,000-word feature. Uh, we're going to have news on producers and a whole lot more on FightfulSelect.com. Kate Hensler, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at Kate on Deck IC. You can find me on Tuesdays, Losing My Minds with Alex on Sour Graps, and Wednesdays at Mark Order Pod, where we talk all things all elite. Guys, thank you all so much. Make sure you check out 
FightfulMag.com. Injection2K, what was your super chat? If you sent one, it was on the back end. If it wasn't read, it'll be up for the GCW show. Until next time, guys, we're out.